Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Season two. Mm. Season two, baby. Yeah, I'm feeling this. Come on, y'all. Cause what don't kill me? This is season two, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to let this play out a little bit, y'all. Just feeling this song. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Real Sports Show Season 2 on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, actually on all podcast formats right now, everybody. Just want to let y'all know this is Season 2, Episode 1. We're coming back. I'm coming out back at y'all right now, live in the den again. I know y'all heard the song Stronger, you know, by Kevin Ross, man. I got to say that song right there. It puts the it puts something in your soul right then and there, you know, because he speaks nothing but the truth in this song, and this song is just so powerful, so good, and so tr- it's a powerful song, you know what I mean? And I just love the way this song just makes me feel when you come back to a show and you ready to do something positive in your life, you know, man. I, I tell y'all, it's been a it's been a long road. It's been a lot of things going on in sports. And I'm ready to get inside of this sports thing, man. I'm ready to go inside of the depth of the the, the mindset of the XFL. We're gonna talk about the NFL. We're gonna talk about Washington Redskins new court. I mean, new coaching and everything. We're gonna talk about all this tonight, live on the show, everybody. Look, man, we have just I got some breaking news for everybody that didn't know about it, but we're gonna talk about it right now. Breaking news that we are live now, officially, officially live on iHeartRadio, everybody. Yes, we are live on iHeartRadio as well. We have rights to iHeartRadio, everybody. We are on iHeartRadio. You guys can pick up the show, the podcast on iHeartRadio right now, streaming live right now on iHeartRadio, everybody. And if you all don't know, we are featured on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anything you, any podcast format you think about right now, except for Pandora right now, we are officially live on it, in the den on it, everybody. All right, so let's get into this a little bit tonight. Well, actually, I should say today. Um, the Washington Redskins have just hired a new coach, and, and her name is Jennifer King, and you know, I'm very motivated to see what she can bring to this team. Yes, I said she can bring to this team. And she is like one of the first Washington Redskins female coach I mean female coaches that we ever had on staff today. And Coach Ron Rivera brought her in and she's gonna be working with quality control and she's also gonna be working with the running back crew. So that means Adrian Peterson, that means Darius Geis, that means Bryce Love, all of these 
prayers that we, oh, Chris Thompson, can't forget about CT. You know what I mean? We can't forget about CT. Chris Thompson going to be having a phenomenal year this year with the Washington Redskins. And I'm, I would love to see with Jennifer King. I'm, I'm actually proud that the Washington Redskins got this woman to come in here and work with us. She has won a few championships. She has been in, she has been in coach for various system for a second there. Well, actually for a minute down in Carolina. I'm very excited to see what Ron is going to put together, what she could put together and how they can make this running back crew a very much tighter knit group that we already have on staff. You know, this is going to be something phenomenal this year. This is going to be something great this year. And I'm looking forward to seeing how they can put all this together in one season or, or this rebuild season that Ron, Coach Ron Rivera is putting together. You know, it's also news that just broke today and yesterday that Trent Williams has spoken to Ron Rivera and the staff about a possible return to the Washington Redskins in 2020. Now, I know a lot of you all are out there talking about, well, I don't want Trent Williams back because he's injury prone. I don't want Trent Williams back because he left the team hanging in, 20, in 2019-2020 season. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all know what happened in 2019. But we have cleaned house. We have gotten new beginnings coming here. And we've gotten a whole different different culture in the Washington Redskins environment today. Like I said, new additions are coming here. N new people, brand new faces. Some faces are still the same on this coaching staff. And the running backs coach is one. And I'm, I'm excited, very, very excited to see how Coach Rivera can pull this in. Now, Trent Williams and Coach Rivera had to sit down and talk, you know, in privately. They had to sit down and talk face-to-face, man-to-man, and let's see what they can put together coming forth this season. I know for a fact that Trent Williams will be – not Trent Williams, I'm sorry, Dwayne Haskins will be happy to have Trent Williams as his left tackle coming in the season this year because that will be also a pass protector when he's throwing the ball downfield and a person that knows this offensive line better than anybody else known the man on this team, you know – I'm very excited to see how they can all put this together and how they can all fix this problem that he may have or Coach Rivera may have coming along down the season path, everybody. You know, it, it, it's it's a good run that they would have. I think Trent Williams is the key to success for this offensive line to keep functioning and keep working. I know Trent has some injuries that, that was not addressed. I know he has some problems and some issues that he that did not get addressed throughout the season that he's been throughout the seasons that he's been playing. I do understand that you know there are. I mean, according to Ian Rappaport, there is a long way to go and plenty of issues to sort out. But the 2020 Redskins have Trent Williams in their plans, and a fresh start without Bruce Allen could mean Williams is open to continuing with the organization he's played for. He has played for this one organization throughout the years of his career. He's an eight-time Pro Bowler. Come on now. This would be a. Um, he also says Ian Rapport also says that a potentially significant development for the Redskins franchise, left tackle Trent Williams, and a new coach in Ron Rivera have touched base 
for what sounded like a positive conversation. I'm told that the next step would be for Williams to come in to visit, but the but the two sides are now communicating. So, which this means is that since they're communicating with each other, this also means that there might be a potential deal that comes out of this. This might also mean that left tackle Trent Williams might get a little few dollars out of this one. We never know. But we are waiting to see if Trent Williams will actually come back and be a captain for this offensive line. Be a captain and be a leader of the offensive line again that he once so loved to play on for the Washington Redskins again. I would hate to see Trent Williams go, but I will also hate to see him, you know, not get what he deserved and not also get what was recommended for him to get, which is a little bit of cash or the rights to go out there and look for another team to go play with. Like I said, I would hate to see him leave, but if he doesn't leave, I'm also extremely happy that if he doesn't leave the Washington Redskins. This is something that, that, you know, we've been battling against all season long. He held out last year in the 2019 season. Trent Williams has been a phenomenal player for – no, I'm sorry. I have to stand correct. He's a seven-time Pro Bowler. And, you know, he could have made the Pro Bowl eight times. He could have. He extremely could have. But, you know, injuries caused him to miss the Pro Bowl. So, even on top of that, even if I said eight-time Pro Bowler, I do meant seven-time Pro Bowler. But that, that doesn't make a difference. This man has been phenomenal for the Washington Redskins. He's been protecting quarterbacks that we have had. He has been in different systems with the Washington Redskins. He's been our number one go-to guy on the offensive line. And we need him to go out there and play football. We need him to go out there and line up on that left side. Not saying that Donald Penn didn't do a phenomenal job last year. But, you know, we need... That we need our bloodline back. We need our fresh blood back. We need him back healthy, stronger, and you know, a lot wiser than he was beforehand. You know, we need we need that left tackle. We need Trip Williams here in DC. And I'm starting to campaign if we if we don't if we can fix this problem. I'm starting to campaign up. We want Trent Williams back here in DC. And we need him to protect our quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. In D.C. We need that to happen in D.C. Because if we don't get that to happen this year, you know, our run game and everything else followed behind him. Everything was successful in our run game because of Trent Williams. And I'm not saying that Donald Penn didn't get the job done this year. Don't get me wrong. Donald Penn opened up a lot of run passing, a lot of runs this year for our defensive, I mean, our offensive line this year and our running backs to go out there and do what they had to do to get the ball downfield, to run up north, I mean, to run east to north or northwest, I mean, north to south running. However you want to put it, that's what he did. He opened it up for us to run the ball a little bit, though. Now, this offensive line has been failing a little bit, though, because Trent Williams wasn't there. Their, their captain wasn't there a little bit this season. But it held up pretty strong, though, coming down to the final games of the year when we started winning a few games after Jay Gruden got fired from the team. Now he's with Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Or wherever he went. Doesn't really matter, though. We ain't tripping off of it. We'll see him again later on down the road. Now, that is out the way. Quentin Dunbar. <laughs> 
Quentin Dunbar. Quentin, our cornerback. Quentin Dunbar is in a, is in a mess right now. He wants to get paid it's a little bit of money. He is he is um right now asking for it to be traded or request to be released from the team. He and his refs felt like he had an extension on the way this offseason that has changed since Rivera took over. So you think that your contract extension was going to go forward. But Quentin, for real, for real, this says right here, one of his his prominent issues obviously was in pace between the team and the left tackle Trent Williams with the front office and the training staff overhauled and Rivera at the controls through it seemed like the new head coach would be able to pull it off. Adding Quentin Dunbar to the I mean to the mix wasn't something anyone widely predicted. But in the same token is why? Why? Why right now? It I mean, and the team would be it would be medical concerns, money issues, as well as a fix the money issue between the team and Dunbar. This man is one he wants money. He he is really one money. He wants more money on his contract, and he wants a contract extension throughout the 2020 season. Now, I'm not pretty much sure right now if he's on his last year of his contract, though. But like I said before, and I'll say this again, Dunbar, you only had one good season, really, with the Washington Redskins, and that came in 2019, for real, for real. If you really want to say something about Quentin Dunbar, Quentin Dunbar, you only had one real good season that your name was being called out this year. I mean, it was this year, dude. Like, really, this year. 2019 season, you only had your name called out, like, several times this year. But in 2018, 2017, where were you at? Now, now Josh Norman is is another question mark that we have on our team this year, though, because he is coming into the final uh, final session and um, final season of his contract and with the team already having issues already with one and trying to fix that issue with one player you have another player two players that you have an issue with right now and that is Josh Norman because he didn't produce anything last year and was kind of benched last year for rookies to come out there and start playing last year um Dunbar you played phenomenal last year but I mean we got to see you do something better this year. We got to see you hype up this defense this year. We got to see you do something else rather than sit out there and talk about you want more money this year. We got a new coaching staff. We got a new defensive coordinator. We got a lot of things that we're switching up on this team this year. And for you to come out and say you want to get released or you want to get traded, for real, for real, man, you can go. And we can pick up a new player in the offseason. We can pick up somebody else we can go do a lot of different things that we want to do in this offseason. And if you really want to go, just go ahead and go. I mean, I'm we're not going to sit up here and keep trying to fight, scratch, argue about, oh, man, we didn't want to pay you this or we wanted to keep doing this for you or things in that nature. Come on now, man. We, we ain't got time for all that right now. We're in a rebuild mode. We're in a new season with a brand new head coach that's going to take us somewhere that potentially or can change the mindset and the culture around here and make Washington his new team. And if you don't want to be a part of that, man, then you got to go. This team is trying to get stronger, better, and faster 
on the defensive side of the ball. And we really want to change this culture around here. I think Coach Rivera has really tried to change this culture, starting with Jennifer King being in the running backs group and quality control. She was, And that's another start right there. That was our key start. That was our turning point for me. That was our turning point right there for me when he hired Jennifer King. And, you know, she played with the D.C. Divas for a couple years, and she was coaching staff. Her goal is to become, you know, one of the coordinators on the team. Her goal is to become a coordinator, period, around the bases. You know what I mean? Or the NFL or wherever she goes, she wants to become a coordinator. You know, and and not, and, and not just that, though. We got to send a shout-out to the San Francisco 49ers uh, female head coach over there, too, as well. I can't think of her name right now on the top of my head right now, though, but we I'll get to that later on down the road. But this team right now is facing a little bit of struggles, a little bit of hardships right now, though, because we're trying to take this team into another way in another direction. We're trying to add new things to this to this list of things that we need to do and change this culture around here. You know, uh, with the number two overall pick in the draft, it's been a lot of rumors going around about the Washington Redskins actually trying to trade it down or or not trade it at all. But I would believe, and I will have to really say, you know, if if this is not what we're going to do, Chase Young is on our radar. And I do believe that Chase Young will be a Washington Redskins this year and will sign with the Washington Redskins this year after the draft is over with. He will be the number two overall pick and going to Washington this year. And I don't think anybody has a problem with that. I think we all as fans want to see Chase Young in a Redskins uniform. I think we like this Ohio State player, this Ohio State players group that we have in here. Not only do you have Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State who is preaching to get Chase Young. You also got my boy, the wide receiver. Um, ah, Jesus. I know I came, I came back too quickly with that one, but hold on. I'm going to get it. Terry McLaurin, who is also another Ohio State Buckeye that's pushing forward for Chase Young to be on the defensive side of the ball. This, this, this group right here, it, it, it's something phenomenal. And Ohio State really, you know, blessed us with a lot of different things. We got a young quarterback back there, Dwayne Haskins, who could potentially change this group and change this culture with Ron Rivera as we move forward down the down down wing throughout the years. He's young, he's fresh, he's good to go, and he's ready to take on his next step as being in the the um our starting quarterback. He is ready to go forward. He is ready to do his job. And I think that he needs to go out there and practice now, start now, practicing now, get in the gym now and start practicing now. And I think he needs to start slinging that ball out now and get into the championship mindset. Go back there and watch film. Go out there and sit on your couch. Enjoy your family in January. Enjoy your family in the first half of February. But you need to be watching film to understand what went wrong last year how did you can you capitalize on what happened last year i think the entire team needs to sit down and watch game film see what you could do better for coming up this year 
even if you do get traded, even if you don't go anywhere and you stay on this team this year, I think this team needs to go out there and I think they need to watch film and study the game film of all the games that we lost this year and why we lost this year. And even if still, if we was tanking this year on purpose, still go back and watch the film that you did bad in. Go back and watch the film work that you did horrible in. And so this way you can see what it is that we need to fix as a team. Whether that's one player went down or two players went down. We need to be able to see what we did wrong this year. How can Darius Geis come back and stay healthy throughout the season? How can we use this dynamic duo that we have back there on first and second down with Adrian Peterson and doggone Darius Geis in the backfield? How can we use that double-headed monster and not have Darius, I mean, not have Adrian Peterson healthy scratch at the beginning of this year again? These are the things that we need to see. These are the things that we need to see on this team that progresses on this year and not tank again this year because we're going to get the Predator. We're going to get Chase Young. And if we don't get Chase Young this year, then we're fools. We are true fools to the game of football. Rivera is a fool if he doesn't go get the best defensive player in the draft this year which is Chase Young this year and let the quarterbacks let's go out there and let's do what they have to do this year you know um we got to do better we just got to really do better this year all right everybody not to switch gear I mean we're gonna shift the little gears here um enough about the Washington Redskins and what's going on in Washington we're gonna shift the little gears here Let's talk about this Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers debacle and the Dak Prescott debacle that's going on right now. I'm going to start this off with Dak Prescott for a minute because Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers, you know, that's the topic at hand. That, that That's a that's two pretty good topics of where they might land at or where they might not land at and where I see they landing at anyway going forward down the way all right Dak Prescott you've been in Dallas for four years and you know the Cowboys loved you Cowboy fans really loved you this year they really hated you this year they did all the sorts of things this year and you know the question is does Dak Prescott think he's worth 40 million dollars per year to answer that question, I've been thinking about that all day today and all this week. And I've really had time to think about it for the past couple of weeks. Is he really worth $40 million per year? And does it does it is it really worth them losing Dak Prescott and you have Ezekiel Elliott that matches up toe-to-toe pretty good in that backfield? These two are a combination of two geniuses in the backfield that can put together this team that has a rapport with this team, that has a rapport with the wide receiver group this year, and that put up over 4,000 yards this year. So Dak has won a playoff game. Yes, check that out the box. Dak has gotten you to two or three NFC championships, East championships, NFC East championships, 
since he's been playing. Um, this is the only season that I see he went eight and I mean he went maybe one season before that eight and eight with the Dallas Cowboys. You know, um, th- this is something that we're gonna have to see. You know, I think he is worth thirty eight million. I think they should give him thirty eight million dollars per year. Um, but the main goal in this is that I think they should bring him back. I think that the Dallas Cowboy Nation, Cowboy Nation, ooh, that sucks coming out of my mouth. But uh, I think Cowboy Nation would be doing very well of bringing him back. I think he's going to sign back, and I don't think he's going anywhere but Dallas in this year, this offseason. You signed Zeke and made Zeke one of the highest paid or the highest paid running back in the league this year. And you gave up $90 million of money to Zeke Elliott, who really didn't produce as much as he was supposed to produce. But either way, still, you gave him the money, Jerry. And to not pay Dak Prescott can hurt you in the long run. And you also have another problem with Amari Cooper. These two, as much as I hate these two, they go together like... Butter and rice. Yes, I said butter and rice. They go together like butter and rice. Uh, But the only thing about Amari Cooper is he's inconsistent. Very highly inconsistent with the ball, catching the ball in certain games. He's very highly inconsistent at playing very at a high level every game going downfield. Very inconsistent. I want to see this team. Do great, great things with Dak Prescott. Yeah, I said it. Some great things. But I think Dak is your man. I think you put an investment in Dak Prescott when you signed him and you drafted him. I think that going forward, even though Dak is worth, I mean, is worth a little bit less, but I think he's worth $38 million. And that's all I think he's worth, $38 million a year. If you give him that. If you go on ahead and give him the 40, then that's even better. That's a little couple bonus money. That's $2 million extra of bonus money. But at the end of the day, I still think the Dallas Cowboys should sign Dak Prescott back, get him back on their team, and go ahead and move forward. Stop all this press conferences. Stop all this stuff going around. Stop all this drama in this nation, Cowboy Nation, whatever the case it be. Cut it out. Cut it out, Cowboy Nation. Please, cut it out. Y'all got the most drama going on in your team ever in history. Y'all got so much drama going on in there that you can't even sign your doggone players back. Or you don't even want, you you put it out there like you don't want to sign a back for the money that he's worth. Sign this man back so that this man can stay with your team and we, we and you can pray and hope that he can one day carry you to a Super Bowl. One day, or that he can carry you to a another playoff game win, or he can carry you to another NFC champ, uh, uh, NFC East championship crown. One day, one day. This this man has done phenomenal things. He's been under Jason Garrett for four years. The same system. It'll be a mistake if you don't sign Dak Prescott back. It'll be the worst mistake that you ever made in your history of life. 
You understand what I'm saying? And and they have it down here, four worst-case scenarios that you guys can get out of Dak Prescott. Do you really want – do y'all really want Tom Brady here? I mean, I understand that you would want Tom Brady in Dallas. You would want Tom Brady or Phillip Rivers down in Dallas. Get that, good, whatever. But is it really worth – trading a young man away to go get somebody at 42 years old that might retire on you in the next following year. Yes, Jerry Jones, I mean, I've heard some commentators some out there say that Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones doesn't want to merge. He just want a right now Super Bowl. And Jerry knows that you can't buy a Super Bowl. Jerry knows that you can't put the you got to put together a team and go out there and win a Super Bowl. Yes, Jerry, you're getting old. You're 72 years old, but come on, G. Come on now. You you have your quarterback of the future. You have the quarterback that can get you potentially somewhere close to a Super Bowl ring or somewhere near it. You have somebody that can get you there. Keep this young man. Let this young man progress on and let this young man do what he got to do. And Jerry, I, I I really say thirty-eight million though, but you gotta really get this team together. You got Mike McCarthy out there, former Packers head coach, that did promising things with Aaron Rodgers and helped Aaron Rodgers really develop a little bit though, but they also went down the drain too as well. But I foresee that y'all have a future right now. You're not gonna win a Super Bowl no time soon though, but I mean I foresee y'all have a future here. Somehow, some way, with this young quarterback. You got a young team. You know, you got a very young team. Keep it that way. Go out there and start grooming Dak's replacement. Go out there and find another quarterback that can replace Dak or that's a, a, that's a veteran quarterback and put his ass on the bench and let him back up Dak Prescott for the season. Find some way to keep your million-dollar man on this team because you already signed Zeke. For another six, seven years. You got Zeke. Let's keep moving forward. Now, with all that being said, you have Tom Brady, which is the GOAT. You have Phillip Rivers out there in this quarterback shuffle going on right now around the league. Where would they all end up at? And if I had to guess it, really had to guess it. I want, I would really like to see Tom Brady stay with the Patriots another good two seasons. And you put some offensive weapons around him. You give him a team that he deserves. Tom Brady has been with teams that, you know, he's been with a, he's been on a team this this last couple years with kind of nothing, but he had something on his team. You had Grump, you had Edelman, you had a few good players on your team. But really, let's give them a wide out. You lost Josh Gordon, you lost uh uh you lost my you lost um Antonio Brown to stupid to to stupidity. Really stupidity. He was dumbfounded, and then Josh Gordon right behind him doing dumb things too on the sideline. Can't stay off the weed. He can't stay away from weed. So let, let, let's see here. And and these are some of the landing spots for Phillip Rivers. Some people say Tampa Bay. Some say Indianapolis. Some say Tennessee. Some even say Carolina or Jacksonville. 
Nick Foles. You know what I mean? Nick Foles is is, is the is the piece of the puzzle. And I think with a healthy Nick Foles, I think you can go ahead and go forward with it. You know, and I think Phillip Rivers and Jay Gruden would bond together greatly. I think these two could bond together greatly, you know. But like I said, though, these are some of the landing spots that they would believe that he would go to, some teams that he would go to, even if he sat on the bench for a minute. Even if he just sat on the bench for a minute, just to back up somebody. We still got to see how that plays out. We also got to see how Tom Brady's contract play out. Tom Brady is worth so much more money than he's getting. So, so much more money than he's giving. I think you should get Tom Brady an $80 million contract guaranteed for two years. And that's fair. That I mean, it's not fair, but it's fair for right now. He's 42 years old. You know, he's given the Patriots six Super Bowl titles in nine appearances. $80 million guaranteed money to him. I think that's fair enough. Fair trade. I think that's a fair trade for 42 years old. Although you guys didn't back up the money that you should have gave him a long time ago after winning his fourth Super Bowl ring or his fifth Super Bowl ring. But I still think that you guys should give him the money that he deserves. I say $80 million guaranteed money for two years with the Patriots is fair game. It's fair game. I think that's fair game. Anything less will be a disgrace against everybody, a disgrace against this man. Anything less is a disgrace. Or anything he accepts less than $80 million guaranteed is a disgrace to him. It's a disgrace to him. Give that man his money so he can go ahead and retire promising. Go ahead and give that man a team that he can work around and stop playing with this man money. Stop playing with him. Because Tom Brady is not the guy I would think that you could play around with for too long and you expect this man to keep taking less money, taking less money, and keep going out there performing the way he's performing. $80 million guarantee or anything more than that is fair game. It's fair game to me. And you can't tell me otherwise that's not fair game. This man has done exactly what you have asked him to do. This man has done exactly what it is to do for a team and the quarterbacks. I mean, and for a team that has struggled a little bit with finding wide receivers this year. All he had was Edelman this year. And White this year. That's it. If he really want to say anything, that's all he really had. And it, it, it's, it's scary to me, though, that, that Oakland really wants this man because I think they're done with Derek Carr. That's one thing I think he's done with, Derek Carr. I think John Gruden is done with Derek Carr, and he wants to move on and go somewhere potentially different with his team once they move to Vegas. And the Vegas Stadium, by the way, is looking very, very pretty. It looks so sexy and so pretty. And I think that this team really, really is going to have a phenomenal year in Vegas. Ten years in Vegas. It's going to look so good. 
in Vegas, the black hole in Vegas. Now, um, there's another wide receiver out there, free agent, you know, was with the Saints, was with the Cowboys for a couple of years, a few years at that. Had some pretty good promising years with Dallas. His name is Des Bryant. And um, he's shown a little bit of workout videos after tearing his ACL last year. I mean, not last year, but the year before last. And he has come back and he's looking very, very strong this year. Now, there could be a few landing spots for Des Bryant. A lot of actual spaces for Des Bryant to come back this year. And I think a lot of teams need a stretch out wide receiver like him that can break his uh, that can break his routes off and go downfield and catch the ball for you and do the things that he needs to do for his team to help them win. And you know I'm an advocate for the Washington Redskins. Go look into this boy, Des Bryant. Y'all know I'm a full advocate for him to go there and give De- uh, give Dwayne Haskins somebody else to throw the ball to besides Terry McLaurin, who he has a Q- QB and wide receiver connection with Calvin Harmon and all them you know we need some players even though our players are younger but we need that veteran wide receiver out there that can do some things with the ball hey doesn't sound that bad now does it in DC DC can actually stand up and rise up you know and 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 actually go do something this year go get that wide receiver and the Predator. That's two big things that you'd have done. You'd have helped out your defense a little bit, though. You've also helped out a little bit on your offensive side of the ball a little bit, though, this year, too. Help that boy get some touchdown passes down the field. You know, um, it, it, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a hectic free agency year this year. And I'm, I want to see what all these teams are going to do this year. And it's it's going to be a sight to see. It's going to be something to see. Something to see. So with all that being said and done, we're going to shift a little gears for football, everybody. And we're going to shift gears over to the WNBA. Christy Tolliver, two-time champion. Yes, I said it, Christy Tolliver. I love me some Christy Tolliver. Everybody knows I love me some Christy Tolliver and some Della Don and some Candace Parker and some Maya Moore and all them players out there that are good. Christy Tolliver has signed back with the LA Sparks as of today. Uh, big shout out to her and the Sparks. They got their point guard back on their team uh, after spending three seasons with the um, with the Mystics. I was about to say Wizards with the Mystics this, um, for the past three years and won a championship with the Mystics. Last year, so she has officially signed back with the LA Sparks, and that is a big shout out to her. Della Don is returning back to the Mystics this year as well. So, big shout outs and big ups to Della Donna. She is coming back to the Mystics, she is coming back to the Washington area. So, we're going to keep moving forward with her. And the rest of these young ladies that's on this team, this championship team. And let's see if we can make a repeat with this team this year. Let's see if we can go back to the finals this year. And possibly potentially go up against Christy Tolliver and the LA Sparks. Ain't nobody saying we can't. And ain't nobody saying we can't. And we can. 
But we're going to make a believer out of everybody this year with the Mystics team going forward. So, let's see how that plays out. This team is strong with Della Don on the team. And I'm pretty sure that the Mystics team right now is very, very satisfied and happy that they got their MVP back from last year. Back on their team again this year. I know they was kind of mad about losing Della Don. I mean, Chrissy Tolliver, you know, to the Sparks again, though. But, hey, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it goes down the way we don't want to see it go down. But, you know... I, I, I'm, I'm still a fan of both teams, so hey, it is what it is for right now. We're just going to celebrate, and we're going to hope and pray that one day she'll come back to her senses and come back to D.C. again. But we thank you, Christy, for bringing us another championship. We thank you for being a part of our culture. Thank you for just bringing your team spirit, your championship mindset to here to D.C., and we look forward to playing you again this year. We look forward to going up against you this year. We look forward to um, seeing what the Sparks can do this year. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the Sparks can do this year with Candace Parker and Chrissy Tolliver back on the same team again. So I am very much forward, looking forward to that. All right. To shift gears a little bit more back to football again, everybody. We all know the XFL just kicked off their first weekend last weekend uh, with the D.C. Defenders out there. Now, before I even get into um, before I even get into the DC Defenders or how I feel about the XFL and everything, I mean, before I get into tell you about the winning score, the winning teams this year and the standings of the XFL this year, um, I gotta say this about the XFL. Yes, you're competing against the NFL. Yes, you're allowed to do a lot of different things. You're you're changing up the game set, the mindset of the XF, um, of the NFL game here, by encouraging players to go for it on fourth down, take chances, more chances than they ever have before in the NFL. Chances they would have never taken in the NFL, but chances that they're taking now and allowing twelve personnel on the field, allowing different things to happen on the field. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to kind of see that going down. These hits that I see these boys taking this year, these hits that are, you know, that are out there going down the drain, you know, these hits that we are trying to they're trying to mitigate in the NFL, it it it's wild. There are literally some wild hits. In the XFL that is going down this year, a lot of players look like they're getting concussions already and the, the season just really started this year. And I'm really shocked that, you know, um, it's just shocking to me how much, how much of the hits that these players are willing to take. I'm really shocked to see to see how many shots are they going to take this year on quarterbacks, how many shots they're going to take on uh, uh, coming out there and letting these players get hit, and are they going to mitigate these hits and try to change it over to making it safer for the players that are out there taking these hits in this game. Now, you know, CTE is right around the corner. These players keep taking many concussions that they're taking. Um, 
do I foresee this league handling, I mean, staying on too long? Do I see these players really actually staying on the teams that they're on for, you know, safety reasons and everything else? Yeah, but I don't see this league staying around for too much longer. I think this league will stay around for about three years, and I think people are going to get started to see the many concussions that people are taking in this game. It's been a lot of play, a lot of quarterbacks I've seen hit the head on the ground and even get back up sometimes slow, but they get back up a little bit faster. They get back up fast, but it's a slow fast, if that makes sense to people. You know, they look a little dizzy on the sidelines, though, but they're taking a lot of cheap shots, a lot of cheap shots. It's not that many rough of the passer calls in this league. It's not that many things going on in this league. I just want to see it safe for the players. Even though you're the XFL and you're a string football, I want to see it a little bit safer, though. I just want to see a little safer of, you know, of these hits and legal hits. I want to see a little bit more. I want to see it a little bit more safe. And going forward, I just want to see these players still progress on with their career after football. And we don't want to see nobody else die after football comes about. I want to see these players shine after football. And some of these former NFL players shine after football. You know, I want to be able to see these players. I want to be able to say, hey, I remember these players playing in the XFL. And that was just my little rant, you know. But, all right. Let's move into some of the scores, some of the plays that happened in this game, some of the coaching staff that you that that some of you all don't know there's playing. They are playing. Um, they are coaching in the XFL. The DC Defenders won their first game of the year by a touchdown, by a touchdown, a few points this year. Uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks won their first game this year, too, as well. The New York Guardians won their game. The Houston Roughnecks won their game this year, as well. Um, yeah, but uh, for the D.C. Defenders, we actually have a black coach and a black quarterback out there. So um, I'm really excited to see what the D.C. Defenders can do. I'm very much excited to see how much, you know, how many points they can put on the board. But when I seen this game on Saturday, I seen a game Saturday that really shocked me on Saturday and how um, how relentless they were on Saturday. I seen a game of, you know, the D.C. defenders actually going out there and wanting to play hungry. I seen a team that wide receivers is actually going out there getting the ball this game. They were actually going out there and playing football this game. You know, the defense was was playing pretty good. The offense looked like they were hungry. I seen a trick play where the wide it was a very it was a very good trick play. And you can't tell me this trick play wasn't that great because it was the best trick play I've ever seen besides in the NFL when you see some trick plays going on in the NFL though. But the quarterback pass, it was a it was like a Georgia reverse. The quarterback passes the ball off to the wide receiver. The wide receiver gives it to the running back, gives it back to the quarterback, going downfield to the wide receiver downfield, catches it, goes left, goes left again, scores a touchdown on the drive. 
Cordell Jones is the starting quarterback for the D.C. Defenders. He went 16-26 for 62% of completion rating. He threw for 235 yards with nine. He took one sack this game, and he threw for two touchdowns in this game. Two touchdowns. Ran the ball for nine yards, but took two touchdowns. I mean, took away two touchdowns in this game. Overall QBR rating this game was a 116.7. Not that bad. You know, um, we don't know too much about Cordell Patterson right now, though, but we'll get to know him as the season goes on. And you will also love to hear that Jim Zorn, uh, our beloved former Washington Redskins head coach, who got fired after two seasons and fired on the field, um, is coaching now the Seattle Dragons. Yes, he is coaching now in the Seattle Dragons. And his quarterback didn't do that bad neither yesterday. Uh, Silvers, 21-40, 53% completion rating, 217 yards. You know, um, he threw three touchdowns and two interceptions yesterday, um, on Saturday. Not that, like I said, not that bad of a team, but they they can do it. They could do a little bit better though. They can do a hell of a lot better. We got Saturday's games coming up here, um, where the DC Defenders will go up against the New York Guardians, the Battle of the Undefeateds, coming up Saturday at two p.m. February fifteenth. Also on Saturday, we got another game. They got another game coming up with the Seattle Dragons versus the Tampa Bay Vipers, and of course on Sunday at three p.m. You got the L.A. Wildcats versus the Dallas Renegades. Also on Sunday at 6 p.m., the Houston Roughnecks will go up against the St. Louis Battlehawks. You guys can stay tuned for those games. One on ABC, one on Fox 5, one on a and Sunday's games will be on ABC and Fox Sports 1. For If you want to watch the Houston Roughnecks and the Seattle ba Battlehawks, you can watch them on FS1. On Sunday at 6 p.m. on Sunday. And their games that goes on Saturdays and Sundays. So they have 10 weeks going up. Playoff time frame coming around on week 11. Their championship game is on Sunday, April 26th. That'll be their playoff game. I mean, that'll be their championship game. East versus champ. I mean, East versus West. Champs. I'm waiting to see that. I would love to see that and how that will all play out. Only four teams can make the playoffs. Four teams can make the playoffs from the west and the east side because there's only eight teams in the, the there's only eight teams that's playing right now. Um, and as it still stands, two teams will make the championship round this year. So I'm very excited to see how this will all play out, how everybody will fit all this in. Uh, I'm waiting to see who would come out the champion of this of this XFL this year. And y'all know already know who I'm going to be rooting for, the DC Defenders. I'm a homer. I don't really know too much about the rest of the teams right now, but the Seattle Dragons. But as the season goes on, we'll get to know them. We'll get to understand what the XFL is all about. We'll get to understand what's going to change in the XFL, all the new rule changes. Anything that needs to come up, you know, we'll get a chance to understand how all this is going to play out. But for some of you all, that's the rule changes that's in the XFL. The kicker, uh, there's a new, there's a current NFL college rule where um, for some people that, that 
you know, that watch the NFL, you know how there's a two cat, I mean, two feet in bounds catch. That's the catch. Well, in the XFL, there is a one foot in bounds catch rule. It's just like college football. It's just like anything else that you've ever watched in college. Same kind of rules applies in the college, in, in the XFL. So, you know, it, it it's it's pretty grueling, but we'll talk about that a little bit more as the XFL goes about. Um, I hope everybody will really tune into the XFL and try to really watch it and see what they mean and see what I mean by it. Um, one of the XFL rule changes is this. After they touch down, the team has the option of running a play from the 2, the 5, or the 10-yard line worth 1, 2, or 3 points, respectively. The team must run an offensive play, and no kicking plays are allowed. If the defense is able to cause a turnover or and return the ball to the opponent's end zone, the resulting score is equal to the number of points the offense was attempting to score on its PAT which is a point, uh, points at the touchdown. Current NFL rule and the NFL teams can elect whether to go for a kick of extra point or go for a two-point conversion. Rational, the rationale of it is the NFL has a near-automatic play which, with its extra point kick. The XFL has created an exciting excitement by replacing a kick with a play from scrimmage to provide more, um, even more excitement we have added the opportunity for a three-point play, which means that an 18-point deficit is still a two-possession game. Fans have told the XFL that the three-point play creates more strategy and rotation for the coaches. So it gives coaches a little bit of things that they can do. Um, you know, uh, a little bit of a mindset to, to either go for it or play the game as it should be played in the XFL. Another XFL, uh, XFL rule has been changed. Uh, punting team cannot release the um, cannot release past the line of scrimmage until the ball is kicked. Gunners must line up at um, gunners, which are the players that line up on each side of the kickoff. I um, on the on the kicking team, they line up on each side. Those are your gunners. Gunners must line up at the line of scrimmage and are permitted to move laterally once the ball is snapped until it is kicked. I mean. Once the ball is snapped, until it's kicked. Defenders over the gunner cannot cross the line of scrimmage until the ball is kicked. If the ball goes out of bounds inside the 35-yard line, it's a major touchback. I mean, it is a major touchback, and the ball goes to the 35-yard line. If a punt, if it's, if it's a punted ball landing in the opponent's end zone or goes out of the end zone, the result of the result is a major touchback and the ball goes I mean, goes out to the 35 yard line. Fair catches are permitted through you know decentive um through decentive see rationale. You know, uh fans told the XFL that they didn't like the amount of punt uh line of punts, specifically punts in an in, in opponent's territory, and how many punts did not have a return forty seven percent ended in a fair catch, out of bounds, or a touchback. The XFL has instituted two rule changes to address these these concerns. All out of bounds kicks create a touchback major to the thirty five. And no punt coverage players can release until the ball is kicked. 
This will create an average distance between the punt return and the nearest defender to 11 yards versus similar leagues of 6 yards, creating less reason to fair catch the ball. So there are plenty of rule changes in the XFL. There are a lot of things that you can do. They're trying to cut back on some of the uh, overtimes in the games. They're trying to they're trying to cut back on a lot of different things. Uh, timeouts in the XFL. Each team will receive will have two one minute timeouts per half. Current NFL college rule three timeouts per half. Rationale: With our rule changes in the last two minutes, coaches should not need as many timeouts to help create a, a comeback. By eliminating one timeout per half, we limit the number of stoppages during the most exciting part of the game. If a play is reviewed and overturned by replay during a timeout, the team that took the timeout will not be charged. So there's a there's a few rule changes here. There's a little bit of things that can go out here. Um, like I said, the one foot in bounds rule to catch a ball means they, that a player secures control of a live ball in flight before the ball touches the ground, and it it I mean touches the ground. Also, uh, maintains control of the ball enough to enable him to perform an act common to the game, i.e., long enough to pitch or hand the ball and advance it, avoid ward off, and an opponent, etc. These are just some of the rule changes that's in the XFL here, people. And there's a lot that goes on to it. But we're running out of time on the show, everybody. So we got to catch up with this a little bit later down the road. But we'll talk about this a little bit more. Like I said, this is season two of the, of the Realist Sports Show, everybody. I want to thank y'all for listening. I want to thank y'all for tuning into the show today. And like, I, like the song says, we can only get stronger. We can only get better. We can only move forward with our careers and our life, and we can only try to get better. For those of y'all that don't know where this song came from, it came from NBA 2K17, Kevin Ross, Stronger. It was on the Kobe edition of the 2K17. You know, um, like I said, the last show that we did was for Kobe Bryant. That show is still out there. That show is still relevant. Uh, if you guys want to go back and look at season in the end of season one, uh, the Kobe edition, y'all can go back and check that out. Like I said, everybody, we are on iHeartRadio. We are on Anchor. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We are on all these available podcast sites. If you guys want to go check us out. Um, thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for listening to the show tonight, tomorrow morning. And we'll, I'll chat with y'all later on down the road we got a lot of things to talk about later on down this road with off season the nba and everything else i'm your host mark aka the vet and y'all been listening to another edition of the realest sports show take us out kevin ross Yeah, I'm feeling this song, y'all. I'm just feeling this.
Stay tuned to next Wednesday show, everybody. I meant to tell y'all that 9 a.m. The show will air at 9 a.m. next week, everybody. I love y'all. See y'all next. Talk to y'all next Wednesday, everybody. Peace.